It's week three of the vodcast. That's right. We are going to be a perfect three for three to start off the season. I think that's already probably better than last season. And as always, Scott Vodder, your host, my better half, Kevin Casty. How we doing, Kev? Doing all right. Three for three. We, we told you guys that we were going to be on top of it this year and uh, that we will. You can guarantee that. Yeah, we got a little scared today. We didn't really uh, know what we were doing if we were doing it today until like five o'clock my time. Um, but you know we're always prepared, so don't yeah. worry. We'll make it happen. Um, as you can tell by my somber voice, very sad week in Pittsburgh. Um, so I think this episode, the Steelers, the Steeler portion might be a little longer. Um, this week, uh, rightfully so, we're just going to complain the whole time. So even if you hate the Steelers, you'll probably like it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Stick around. You're probably if you if you like the Steelers, we're going to say some pretty important things. If you don't like the Steelers, you're really going to enjoy the things we have to say. So um, yeah, cause, yeah. Because Kevin and I might honestly break down crying uh, as you're listening to this. So yep, <laughs> not great. Well, right. I guess uh, that's a good segue into. Discussion number one, Scott, uh, give me your thoughts, not even on the game, but the season so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, wait, actually, on a, on a quick uh, personal note, uh, actually just got out of the hospital. Uh, don't worry, everything's fine. Uh, my blood pressure was just through the roof watching how shitty the Steelers were this week, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you had me for a second there, but... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was brutal. Um, they're going to keep us up, uh, for a lot of long nights here and, uh, yeah, some health scares might be on the way. Uh, you know, when you, when you love so passionately, you also get your heart broken very harshly. So, um, it sucked. It sucked. Uh, every, every spot on the field sucked from big Ben to the O-line. You know, that's not true. Good job, Najee Harris. You looked great. And I'm sorry that we suck so bad for you. Now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta correct you there. He looked great uh, catching the ball. Uh, run game still wasn't there. That's true. That's, I will say this: he had some good runs. He did. I think five of them were called back for holdings, like each of which was went for more than ten yards. Yes, that is true. So uh, didn't show up on the stat sheet uh, on the ground, but in the air, he had a pretty. I mean, the best game he's had so far for sure. Yeah, uh, the most production he's had. Um, but my God, we have major, major issues here in Pittsburgh, um, starting with the O-line, obviously. Um, I mean, they can not protect Ben at all. And people are saying, well, why doesn't he throw it downfield? Why doesn't he throw it downfield? Because he doesn't have the time. It's, it's pretty much that simple. I would love to see him go deep to Chase Claypool, but he's getting pressured almost every play. Every play. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you're sure there's an element of, uh, he's old. He is. Um, I'm not going to completely shaft Ben just yet on his season. Um, but there are some truths. Ben is 39, is he? 39. 39 years old. Um, he is one of the, has one of the worst histories of injury of any quarterback in the NFL, I think, at this point. Uh, maybe other than Carson Wentz. Actually, no. I think he's worse than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz just stinks. Um, he can't move. He's not mobile. He is making very rushed decisions, which watching Ben for, I think, 18 years of my life now, he does not perform well when making 
rash decisions. He is very good at staying in the pocket for long periods of time, maybe rattling a, uh, a uh, defensive lineman off his shoulder, get a little shimmy, a little shake. Uh, and yeah. then he finds someone open down the field. Um, he, the main knock on him last year, he was throwing the ball only five yards an attempt or something. I think he had the lowest yards per attempt in the league, if I remember correctly. And people gave him a hard time for that too. Yeah. Um, but the problem is we don't have the weapons to get open right now. A lack of Deontay Johnson, Juju left the game early. Claypool's more of a deep threat unless we're doing some some screen passes, but nothing in the Steelers organization is complementing the Steelers organ- organization right now. A bad O-line you can get away with with a mobile quarterback. We don't have that. A bad O-line doesn't give you the ability to run the ball, even though we have a good running back. Uh, the wide receivers aren't getting open fast enough for Ben, and Ben is not finding the wide receivers when they're open. It's a nightmare. Yeah, and going back to your point about Ben making rash decisions, I mean, if, historically, if you look, throughout his career uh like the times he does throw interceptions the a me- vast majority of the times he's thrown in inter- interceptions is when he's rushed he's he's being too quick with the ball he's trying i mean earlier in his career you could argue that he was just trying to make that perfect play like trying to squeeze it into the places he was risky um but now the last couple of years it's pretty obvious that he uh is throwing a lot of interceptions whenever he is uh, under pressure and making, like you said, rash decisions. Yeah. Um, And I think, and I I really don't want to go after the O-line right now because there's more problems than just that. But um, I've always been a believer in building a team from the inside out. Uh, And what I mean by that is, you know, first, you know, find the O-line and the quarterback, make sure everything's there and then work your way out. Uh, and the problem is that's where it starts. Uh, the quarterback isn't great. I probably had Ben as the 17th, 16th best quarterback in the league at the beginning of the year. And I do believe that he's now fallen towards like 24th at this point. And I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can with that. Yeah. Um, and that's just based on play right now. He has fallen into, I think the bottom 10 quarterbacks (laughs) in the league, which pains me to say that as a lifelong Ben Roethlisberger fan, but the O-line is not doing him any favors. Um, I'm still not totally against the play calling uh, at this point from Matt Canada, but uh, I, I think there's a lot of small issues, fixable issues. Uh, chemistry with the receivers is the biggest thing I've noticed. For some reason, I've called out Deontay for not being on the same page as Ben Roethlisberger, and I yeah, don't know mi- if I was yeah, calling. Missing, yeah, missing routes, you know, running the wrong stuff. So. And and I will say this, I don't know who I was blaming, if it was Ben or Deontay, but after watching this week, I'm starting, I might apologize to Deontay because we still saw the problem and maybe it's just, you know, some, some option routes, whatever the case may be. And Ben's not timing it right, or he's overthrowing, or it's just, uh, it, something's wrong with the receiving core of Ben Roethlisberger's chemistry. So uh, there's a lot of issues that need to be fixed. Uh, I'm fine with a lot of the bubble screens uh, to Najee Harris. Some of the screen passes out to Deontay, Claypool, let them use their athleticism. Um, But overall, we need to figure out a way to fix those very fixable mistakes. And I don't see why the Steelers don't come back swinging the second half of the year. Yeah, the only issue with that is um, the second half of the year, I mean – it might just be too late at that point in time uh, if they fix everything to actually make the playoffs or, you know, 
I was hope I was at least hoping to make a run in the playoffs, and now I'm just talking about maybe, playoffs. maybe, yeah, talk about maybe, playoffs, like even making the playoffs, even making a 500 record at this point. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and quite frankly, uh, the only hopes that I have right now to see that happen, and I'll, I'll say this: we are not a playoff team right now. Uh, we don't look like it. No, and not even only, not even close. The oh yeah, and the only hope. Uh, is one well actually there's like three points here the o-line figures it out there most of them have played less than a season i know that we have two rookies in dan moore and kendrick green uh trey turner who's a vet but we brought him in like i don't know june july not a whole lot of time to get used to everything um kevin dotson very disappointing after the uh freshman season rookie season he had last year um i think he only allowed like one or two pass rushes or QB hits all year, which is remarkable. And it doesn't look the same right now, but on the bright side, we might have Zach Banner coming back in a couple weeks. Um, and hopefully that can just kind of jumpstart the offensive line, maybe buy him a little bit more time. I think Zach Banner is good for the team. Good for Ben Roethlisberger, the locker room and morale all around. He's a very likable guy. Yeah. So, I mean, we, there, there's no doubt we need to get people back and relatively fast, uh, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. Uh, T.J. Watt, uh, Alex Highsmith, Joe Hayden, I think they're all practicing this week. Their status is still unknown for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we need all three of those guys back. Because, um, I mean, I mean, the first week that the defense was unbelievable. Um, I think I saw some stat today where it was like, of the six quarters T.J. Watt played, uh, the Steelers allowed one touchdown, and then the past six quarters where he's missed, they've allowed five. Now I know it's not just him, but he makes a big difference. And the Steelers' seventy-five game streak with a sack came to an end against the Bengals. Uh, Rest in I, peace. And that is uh, probably one hundred percent because T.J. Watt didn't play. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, obviously, that's a very bummer of a statistic. It was very nice to have that over our heads, even after a couple disappointing years, uh, even dating back to 2017, which is when I believe the streak started. Um, 2016. 2016. O- October of 2016, I think. Thank you. Um, it's been really cool to see that. Uh, we set the NFL record for it, I think, in uh, – it was like October of last year uh, when we officially broke the record and we kept it going for, uh, I think, what, five or six more games at this point, which is still really cool part of uh, NFL history. But you're right. Uh, who's been responsible for the majority of sacks over that time? It's TJ Watt. And outside of that, you know, streak, nobody looked like they wanted to make a play on defense last week. Um, I mean, we got some pressure on him. Cam Hayward, I still think, is a phenomenal player. Obviously, we lost Tyson Alualu. Uh, at nose tackle, um, but it didn't look like uh, Melvin Ingram was as hungry for the quarterback. Uh, maybe they just did a better job isolating him. T.J. Watt gets a sack in that game, I'm 100% convinced. And not only that, the man goes for the ball. I can see a forced fumble in there. Maybe it's a different game if we stop getting torched. But in the end of the day, I do believe the bigger problem on defense was the secondary. I mean, yep. they didn't have a lot of success running the ball, um, and nor did they against the Raiders. I'm pretty sure the Raiders had a combined like 28 rushing yards. 
uh, the entire game. Um, and then this past week, Joe Mixon, who's a very good running back, he rushed for 90 yards, um, which isn't spectacular. Actually, it's it's not bad. Yeah, but I they mean, didn't. That's, that's decent. You know, that's pretty. That's that's above average, I think. Agreed, but the bit. damage was done in the air. That uh, you know, that Jamar Chase touchdown, uh, a lack of tackling on Tyler Boyd, and maybe that dude's just tough as nails. But Melvin Ingram's a linebacker. And yeah, you got to wrap him up. You got to wrap him up. Yeah, don't go for the knockout punch. Just get him down. Maybe save ourselves uh, four points in a field goal as opposed to a touchdown. But uh, I do believe there's a lot of problems to work out there, and I do think that we'll come back on the line. I believe we're talented enough, and once we get healthy, we'll be fine. But uh, the secondary is a concern for me. Yeah, the secondary is a concern. Um, but like I said, we like if we get Joe Hayden back, I mean, that dude's a – that guy's a leader. I mean, we're miss. I mean, we're we're missing some major leaders on our defense right now. Um, you know, T.J. Watt at the front and Joe Hayden in the back. So I will interrupt you real quick. Uh, Joe Hayden did play that game. What? Yeah, Joe Hayden was in. Um, don't have a ton of statistics other than one assist and one tackle. So, no, yeah. but he was in. It just. I'm with you, Scott. It looked like he wasn't. He didn't come back swinging like I thought he would, and hopefully that's still a part of an injury. We'll just yeah. pretend like he wasn't playing a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So that's my fault. That just means, I mean, that just shows how little of an impact he made that game. Hopefully that Very was just a, maybe that was just a lingering injury. Um, but I mean, I mean, the sad thing is, I think it was Boyd came out after the game and said, "Yeah, they mm-hmm. gave up. They gave up." And that's, I mean, that's that's just a slap to the face, especially coming from the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, it'd be bad enough if it was coming from like, you know, the Rams right now or the Bucks or whoever, you know, some Super Bowl contending team. But from the Bengals, come on, guys. Yeah, it's definitely tough to go into a rivalry <laughs> rivalry week like that. And at um, home. And at home, yeah, we haven't lost uh, to the Bengals at home for like 16 years or something. Um, we haven't lost to the Bengals until the end of last year. We hadn't lost to them for six years. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time I believe they've won back-to-back matches against us since like 2002 or 2000, something uh, ridiculous. And we got embarrassed by a rival, um, albeit who's actually shown some serious improvement over the last few years. Yeah. But it's still no reason that we lose that game by double-digit scores. I mean, that's it was 24 to 10. We can't lose by two touchdowns. That's insane. Yeah, and so my uh, my company has season tickets and so i was looking to go to the game you know i probably asked around i asked probably like 30 people to go just one of those weeks where nobody was able to Mm -hmm. so i gave them up uh and boy am i glad i did yeah would not have been a uh a good time to be a part of that um but you know what i i won't go and speculate if the steelers gave up who am i to say whether or not a pro athlete gives up in a game uh but it certainly didn't reflect as though everybody was 100% there. I think Tomlin responded to Tyler Boyd today, and he just flat out said, I don't give a shit about the opinion of Tyler Boyd, which is good. That's a, it's a good response to it. But there better be some improvements. Uh, there needs to be a fire lit, and this is where I think Tomlin's role comes in. Um, he's not 11-0 this year like he was last year. What are you going to do to fight back? So, Yeah, I mean – and we got, a, I mean, we got a couple tough games coming up here. We got Packers this week. Uh, we got the Broncos the week after. Seahawks, mm-hmm. Browns. I mean, that's a that's a tough, tough schedule right there. So it is. 
um, they've got to at least come out of it, you know, with, I think, two wins. Agreed. At least, at the very, very least, one against one of those good teams. Hopefully it's not against the Broncos. I'd rather have it be against one of the better those better the better teams on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably the Browns for sure. Yeah, that would be nice to knock down a division opponent, especially dropping one to uh, one of the lower uh, ranked teams in the division. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I think I got it all out of my system. Um, here, wait. Let me just go throw up one more time. Then all I right. think I got it all. And I'll give the uh, Steelers a quick fuck you one more time. So. Yeah, come on, boys. Get your head out of your asses. All right. Speaking of heads out of our asses, I do want to quickly pivot to another disastrous showing on offense uh, for the Chicago Bears. This was supposed to be the birth of Justin Fields' time in Chicago. Um, And, boy, did the Browns smack him. He got uh, sacked nine times. Miles Garrett was responsible for four and a half of those. Um, yeah, big day was, for Miles. Yeah, it was just all around an atrocious showing for Chicago. I watched that game. I uh, I am now a Chicago native. Um, we had it up on uh, on the TV, a couple dual TV as I watched miserably uh, the Steelers perform, and it wasn't much better for Chicago. Fields, uh, in his defense, one of the worst offensive line showings I've seen since, you know, the Steelers uh, simultaneously. But uh, he did not take advantage of many opportunities. He kind of backed himself into a few blocks or excuse me, blocks or tackles uh, getting sacked. Um, he did. And this is a bit of an inflated set, but I don't know if you saw what he finished uh, passing yards wise. Do you? Uh, no, I do not. So technically speaking, Justin Fields finished the game with a whopping one yard passing. Are you kidding me? The reason that is true is because they count sacks as passing yards as a lot. Uh, as oh, a yeah. loss, and that is where it came from. In reality, I believe he had like oh, maybe a hundred. I can go double check real quick. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a nightmare for uh, Chicago. Yeah, he finished with uh, 68 passing yards, which, you know, still isn't great by any means. But it wasn't one. Uh, that was just the stat of the day. And that really just represents the lack of time and opportunity that he really had. Um, but again, he didn't really take advantage of those opportunities a whole lot. So uh, we'll see what happens in Chicago next week. Yeah, I wasn't watching that game particularly closely, uh, especially because I saw the score and the Browns were already up a decent bit. Um, but I, uh, I also wonder if it's, I mean, Matt Nagy. Because oh, it's terrible. I mean, he had so much time to prepare for his quarterback to come in. I mean, he knew he was coming in eventually. Yep. And from what I saw, it just really didn't seem like he knew what he was doing with Justin Fields. Agreed. Like, he, mean, didn't, he didn't know what call, plays to call. Um, you know, I, I know the Bears stink, as, as you said, but it, it just seemed like he was playing – he wasn't playing for Justin Fields. No, I agree, and it's no way to really uh, uh, welcome your future quarterback into the league. Uh, I think Matt Nagy's a terrible coach, might be bottom three in the NFL right now. Um, and, I mean, however he wants to spin that, it was a disaster. And I will say this. I was not high on Justin Fields at the start of the year. People know that I did not think he should start until later on, um, not just because I'm backing up my boy, Andy Dalton, fellow ginger. Redheads, unite. Yeah. 
But it's because week one was against the Rams, which uh, coming into the season, I believe, was either first or second best defense in the league. Uh, the Browns are also a very powerful defense uh, with Miles Garrett on the line. I don't know what Jadavion Clowney did. Uh, I, don't, I didn't hear his name once, which is really concerning for his career at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, he had, I haven't heard his name in three years at this yeah. point. So He did have two sacks yesterday, but uh, I think everybody and their mother had a sack yesterday, or uh, excuse me, on Sunday during that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, the point being, I knew it wasn't going to be pretty in these opening starts. The point now is they have the Lions on Sunday. And Matt Nagy's already come out and said that all three quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and Nick Foles, are options to play. If you're not going to give this future quarterback a chance now, you are kind of screwing the development of his career. And obviously that's not to say Justin Fields is going to suck for the next 10 years. I don't believe that to be the case, but if you want to give him in game reps where he's not going to get pummeled, this would be the time to do so. Uh, and a lack of commitment there as Andy Dalton nurses that knee uh, in threatening to put Nick Foles in the game is wildly concerning. Yeah. Well, I think um, Nagy really put himself against a wall at the start during training camp because he he said, we're going with Andy Dalton. We're going with Andy Dalton. We're not even going to consider going with Justin Fields. People were pissed off about that. But I, I had to agree with him because, I mean, you can't just throw a rookie who's never played in an NFL game, I don't think, week one. I think that's very tough to do. Unless I mean, unless he's a once-in-a-generation talent. Um, so I think you – I mean, you give him – you have him uh, see Andy Dalton on the field, give him, you know, some game game experience, which they did. But now, why would you even consider going back to him? You've already started him once, and you got the Lions coming up. Give the kid a chance, like you said. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're playing the Lions, for Christ's sake. One, one of the more below-average teams in the league. Um, so, I, I mean, for him to even, like, consider going back to Andy Dalton and then Nick Foles, it, it, this guy's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah, uh, quite frankly, I don't know why Nick Foles is even in the conversation. He had a very good run as backup. Congrats on the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Great. You are in some trouble if you're seriously considering making him your starter on Sunday. Um, It's like you said, it's against the Lions. And, you know, before we transition into our next segment, um, it would be a good time to do so and test the waters. But, you know, that's what it is. Moving Sorry, know. go ahead. I was just going to say that, again, that Matt Nagy is, in fact, an idiot. Stinks. <laughs> he stinks. Um, all right. Well, not to go knocking the Lions and what could be this weekend, but let's first off give them a shout-out, uh, but also play a song on the world's smallest violin. Uh, it uh, looked like they uh, were going to beat the Ravens this week. Uh, they went up. Uh, they went up one score with I think like 38 seconds, 40 seconds left in the game, yep. uh, only to give up like a 40-yard passing play and then set up Justin Tucker. Congratulations. Uh, he set the NFL record longest kick of 66 yards uh, and quite frankly well-deserved. Um, yeah, other I, mean, than dude, the, I mean, the dude's just an animal. Absolute he's, animal. He's a freak, and I think I, uh, I said this to – uh, one of my roommates here uh, this past week, but going out, going up against Justin Tucker in fantasy football is like the most annoying thing ever. Not because he gets an outlandish amount of points, 
But but when you watch him kick a ball and hope to yourself, oh, maybe he'll miss this. You know he's not going to miss it. He's never going to miss yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I quite frankly, I don't care if I jinx him because he's a Raven. I, I go ahead and miss some kicks, help the Steelers out a little bit. Yeah. But he does not miss kicks. He's a freak. Well, speaking of fantasy, I have Justin Tucker. Um, I think he, I, I, I think he honestly was my like second highest score this week. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> very possible. Break <laughs> it in sixty yarders. Uh, looks like he actually made uh, four field goals out of five and one extra point. So uh, that'll do it. One of which was sixty six yards. How does that been... How does that work for fantasy? Do you do they get like extra points like the further? the field goal is uh yeah it's ranged i believe um anything that's like i guess a zero yard but that's not happening uh to like 30 yards is worth three and then anything uh i think 30 to uh 50 yards is four um and then anything 50 and above is worth five dude he should get like seven for that kick i also think yeah i was gonna say you get an nfl record it was a game winner that should be worth like 10 yeah maybe i would have won my (laughs) <laughs> my fantasy match if that was the case but maybe maybe <laughs> um but, but yeah, yeah props yeah. props to justin tucker absolutely yeah. beast. and uh yeah and then props to the lions the poor lions they have been in some dog fights this year um and personally i thought they were going to be the first second or third worst team in the nfl uh in contention with the I don't know, jets jaguars texans but they have uh they've fought pretty hard and they've gotten uh, shafted right at the end. They almost had a great comeback against the Niners week one. Obviously, Rodgers took care of business uh, in week two, but they looked like they might have this one. I'll tell you what. The Lions have heart. You know They do. And you know what? You know where I think that starts is the new head coach, Matt Campbell. He yeah. is fired up on the sideline all the time. Looks like a great dude. Um, I mean, he's making, he's making something out of nothing right now. Uh, and quite unfortunately, that uh, that something hasn't turned into a win. But, um, you know, he seems like a great leader, a uh, great guy to have around, uh, a lot of fun. So, I don't know. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's given the something – he's given the guys, you know, something to, something to play for, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, um, you know, not much more to say in that regard, but uh, another uh, congratulations to Justin Tucker. And uh, keep go on fuck yourself. Lines. Yeah. Um, ooh. The Bills stay hot. Josh Allen throws four TDs to God, absolutely wallop the, the uh, Washington football team. Um, so I think it's safe to say that that first game was a fluke for both the Steelers and the Bills. God, um, I hope you're wrong. I don't <laughs> well, think I, you are. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong too, but it doesn't look like it for the Bills at least. <laughs> no, not at all. Josh Allen, a uh, slow week one start. And granted, yeah, the Steelers defense I still think is a force to reckon with. Uh, healthy and, uh, you know, coming out, but um, – God, did he just jump back into shape? I think he's had like either three or four passing touchdowns the last two weeks, maybe uh, another one on the ground. But man, they're beating down on these teams too. Uh, 35 nothing, I believe, was a score against the Dolphins uh, the week before. And then this one was like, do you have it up? It was like 45 43 21. 43 21. I mean, they're just massacring these teams. Um, and I, I mean, they weren't supposed to have a good defense. And the score shows actually, – actually, I mean, they held the Dolphins scoreless. But, um, I mean, the offense is just on fire. There's no stopping them. Yeah, they're clicking on all, all four cylinders. Um, they got the Texans next. Uh, so, you know, let's see Yikes. what the score is for that game. <laughs> 
But then, they, I mean, but then they got the Chiefs and the Titans. So, um, you know, they played the Dolphins in Washington. Not in both of them, I believe, were on their backup quarterbacks. So maybe, you know, maybe they were flukes. But that'd be more defensive side. Um, Agreed. They still gave up zero points and twenty-one points. So, um, yeah, I mean, I getting worried about the Bills here um, a little bit. But yeah. I, like, but I, but I like the Bills so. Nothing yeah. against them. Agreed. I, uh, I had them as my team out of the AFC, uh, as was re- revealed last week in that episode. If you didn't get the chance to catch that, we made some Super Bowl predictions. Um, and I had the Bills coming out of the AFC. And they're making me look smarter than I am right now. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of that prediction, great. Keep it going. But, uh, yeah, they're a problem, um, I think, on all parts. So, yeah, I, I guess I would be more worried about them if um, the Steelers actually showed, you know, some playoff material here. But uh, as of right now, they don't. So go, yeah. Bills, go, let's go. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll tack on one uh, extra point to make here, um, not to go changing the subject uh, on a whim, but they are looking like a contender for the AFC, and I guess the conversation to have then. You can't have the conversation without the Chiefs, who are now one and two. Um, in last place in the division. Are you worried at all about the Chiefs this season? Uh, believe it or not, I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I believe he's doing too much right now. He's trying to do all these fancy plays. I mean, he's getting picked off on all these fancy plays where he's trying to do too much. Like we said with Ben earlier, he's doing too much. And he pays the price for it right now. Um, so I think he has to get off his high horse, stop trying to be the man, the bad mamma jamma, and just play the game. Go back to being simpler. Go to your roots and just make the plays. Because, yeah. I mean, he, if he makes the plays, which he's very well capable of doing, they're, they're going to win. I mean, they, should, they could be 3-0. Yeah, I mean, this. I, I still believe them to be the best team in the AFC, personally. I think they have um, the most talent. I agree. Possibly. And you, you make an interesting point with, you know, maybe trying to simplify it a bit. Uh, my only, you know, contention to that is they've made back-to-back Super Bowls, and I feel like all Patrick Mahomes has done over the course of his career is do it all, you know? I mean, he makes the crazy throws. He finds a wide-open Tyreek Hill uh, on the run, no look. It works a lot of the time, and I think maybe it's an element. You could be right. Maybe people are starting to catch on a little bit and force him to do that more than he's comfortable with. Um, we know that they don't like to to run the ball. Uh, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who they spent a first-round pick on just two years ago, finally came into his own a little bit this game. Um, yeah. Uh, but but overall, he's been completely underutilized, uh, and he ran for 100 yards, uh, which I believe might only be like the second time of his career. Um, the previous weeks, you know, only getting like 10 carries. I believe he hasn't surpassed, I think, 44 yards was his other high. But they never give him the chance, and I think that just limits the amount of production that you can do through the air. Um but maybe, you know, that was part of their element this week, finally giving them the ball. But in the end, you're right. A couple no-look passes that went off a receiver's hands and into the uh, arms of of the defense. So um, it's kind of hard. You never know when you're going to get that no-look pass. And if you don't have perfect chemistry with Patrick Mahomes, that could be challenging for a receiver. 
Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, I think the first, like those last two Super Bowl runs, I mean, I I don't know if he's, I don't think he's doing those plays more now than he was then. Mm-mm. I think he was just getting way luckier then, and maybe the luck has run out, right, at least right now. We will see. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that uh, certainly hope not. He's a popular guy, but, uh, you know, that would make the AFC a little easier. Again, not that the Steelers are going to be in a situation for that at this point, but um, it's an interesting point. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, when I say I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes, I mean, like, I'm not going to – like, if I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be losing sleep. Oh, yeah, no, you know, I, like, I'm not either. I have no doubt that they will uh, – they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean they're one and two. It's a long season. Don't long worry about season. It. Don't Close worry about games. it. But that that was just the thing I noticed. I think yeah, I think if he just simplifies it a little bit, that's all I'm saying. Right. Yep. Good point. All right. Let's hop over to the other side. The pond into the NFC. Talk about your boy, Scotty. Oh, my man, Kyler Murray. Most fun dude to watch in the league. I've said it every week. I'm gonna say it again. This week, uh, not all on Kyler Murray, more of a team effort. Actually, I'd say more of like a defensive effort. Um, I mean, they had like five turnovers or something stupid. A couple fumble recoveries, a couple picks. Um, Kyler Murray played well enough, 316 yards in the air. He did have a pick, um, but he had one rushing touchdown. Um, so overall, good game from Kyler Murray. Didn't need to do it all himself this week. Again, it was against the Jaguars, so he, of course he didn't need to do it all himself this week, but uh, – Still one of the most fun guys to watch. Not the performance I wanted to see out of my pick for MVP, um, but it's one game, you know. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, it, it really didn't go in a in a uh, I guess pass heavy situation. It was kind of a sloppy game all around. The Cardinals gave up that kick six at the end of the first half, um, and they were down a little bit, but they really utilized the running backs more. Uh, both James Conner and Chase Edmonds had 11 carries. Um, and previously, I mean, they were had eight and five. So, or excuse me, eight and eight. So uh, a little bit more. It's still, I guess, not a substantial amount, but he's doing everything he needs to do. Um, there was never a doubt in my mind, or I believe the minds of Arizona, that they were going to lose that game. Uh, but he's just, he's a beast. I, I don't. I don't think that takes him out of the running for MVP. I no. think he now has to catch up to Tom Brady. Uh, if I were to stack rank them currently, I think Tom Brady has just leaped him a little bit, but uh, there's no reason that he can't recover after that game. I mean, one pick's not the end of the world. Um, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. It, Patrick Mahomes is still going to be in the consideration after throwing two picks last week and losing two games in a row. So uh, calm down. He's... The most fun guy to watch, I'll say it with you. Um, and, I mean, he's just – he's a beast. I think so, I, I think he's honestly, like, the best player for the sport right now. Oh, even more, even more so than Mahomes. Um, I mean, you could say Tom Brady just because he's a fucking legend. Yes. But, I mean, at, at least for – I mean, just saying young guys, at least, Kyle Murray is definitely probably the most electric player in the league right now. Electric. Is the is the word? I mean, this man is the electric avenue. So, <laughs> like, he's, he's must watch. Even I, I, I tuned in for some of the Jaguars games. Why would anyone in their right mind, if they're not from Arizona or Jacksonville, watch the Cardinals Jaguars game? I tuned in for a little bit because this guy is must see TV, dude. And and like you could argue you wanted to watch Cardinals Jags for Trevor Lawrence, but honestly, every time I've I've seen the Jags. 
I don't really care about Trevor Lawrence right now. No. Don't care. No. He's boring. Yeah. It's like exciting to see where he might go, but it's not exciting football. Um, he throws a lot of picks, which I'm sure he'll get used to at some point. Peyton Manning threw a lot of picks in his rookie year, but Kyler is, you know, that that's that's why I show up. Still, one for the brand, the short guys. I need to get a jersey of him or something. Seriously. Eh, um, their jerseys are ugly. Tell them to redo them first. Yeah, true. But Cool helmets. Um, oh, the best. I, one of the best helmets. Sweet helmets. Um, but going back to Trevor Lawrence now, he has seven picks now in three games. Tied to the tough. league. League lead. Tied with uh, Zach Wilson, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I think so too. That's um, that's not fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, granted, both those teams stink. They but, do. And, you know, uh, a, a young quarterback on a bad team, which is an unfortunate recipe because all the good young quarterbacks go to the worst teams. Um, but, yep, seven interceptions for Zach Wilson as well. So uh, it's a bummer, but I'm sure they'll get used to it at some point. Jacksonville still has a lot of picks to use, some young talent uh, to develop. Uh, I don't know about Urban Meyer. We'll see, uh, we'll see how long he lasts in Jacksonville, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, historically, very few coaches have been able to make the transition from college to – um, the NFL. I mean, Belichick or uh, who? Uh, Urban Urban Meyer. Um, not Urban Meyer. Um, Nick why Saban. am I blanking on his name? Nick Saban. There you go. He tried. There you go. I got it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he, he he's one of the best. I mean, he's the best college coach of all time, and yeah, he couldn't make, he couldn't make it in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh had, uh, like, one half successful year in San Francisco, and then he got scared back to Michigan uh, real quick. So, uh, you're right. That's a good point. We'll see what happens. Um, but I don't know. All right. Uh, I think it's time Scott and I, uh, you know, we bite our tongues and uh, eat our own words here. Um, but it looks like Aaron Rodgers was right. After week one, um, he looked terrible. And then after a great performance against the Lions – Scott and I had our hesitations. Um, we thought it was just the Lions. Uh, we're like, all right, let's let's hold off here. But uh, the the guy looks in in prime form right now for Green Bay. Uh, a great comeback. I think it was like forty seconds, no timeouts um, on the clock, and he came and led a game winning drive for a field goal, like he does. So, yeah, apologies, and, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and that and that's what you get with the podcast. Whenever we're wrong. We admit it. You know? Blown, blown we're, up we're, to it. We're true to ourselves. Um, but, wow, was that last drive like vintage Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, he looked as, as good as I've ever seen him. And he had a great game all around. Um, yeah. But, that, I mean, but no that, last drive, that last drive gave me chills down my spine, honestly. Yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing is, and I don't mean to go tooting my own horn here, but the second – the second the 49ers scored there uh, at the very end, uh, which, you know, made it look like might be uh, the game winner, I knew Aaron Rodgers was going to score. I knew that Green Bay was going to win that game. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. And it's just – it's it's hard to bet against that kind of guy. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, like like you said last week, we had our we had our doubts. You know, we were mm-hmm. holding our tongues. But like you said, once I saw like 40 seconds on the clock or whatever, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This, yeah, this isn't this is this isn't good. <laughs> it, it's, it's how I feel when Tom Brady, over the course of the last I don't know twenty five years, feels like a hundred, but I think it's only like twenty. Every time he gets the ball with a minute left, I feel like whether it's the Patriots or the Bucks, Tom Brady's going to win that game. And Aaron Rodgers has a similar element. Um, there's a few guys that uh, just walk into that situation, and I think, oh, 
yeah, just, they got it. Yeah, they're just ice cold. And I mean, yeah. like, honestly, I could say that I feel the same way, even if there's like 10 seconds on the clock. I'm like, oh, yeah. did you leave too much time? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you think without a minute on the clock, that should not be enough time with uh, with uh, no timeouts. But it always proves to be. They're smart with the football. And credit to Devontae Adams, one hell of a game, 12 catches, 132 yards, and a catch, a touchdown catch. He also looked like he got knocked out cold during the game. And um, yeah, I'm going to call for an audit of the NFL player safety. How did they let him back in this game? It was, I think he took one playoff in the blue tent after being ragdolled on the ground. I, I, you know, it's gotten to the point where I just don't even like, there's no point in questioning the, like what the NFL does anymore because they just do whatever they do on the fly. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree, um, but it was very concerning. Um, but, you know, good game. Uh, overall, good game. Um, and we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers going forward. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, the, the one point, uh, other point I wanted to make, uh, when we were talking about, you know, little time on the clock, um, I could legitimately say with 20 seconds left on the clock, you don't want to face Aaron. You don't want to give Aaron Rodgers more than 20 seconds. Because no. especially with his history of Hail Marys, dude, he all he needs is like one pass to yep. get in range, and then you You're never know, like you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, you 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 really you have no idea. So, so yeah, apologies again to Mister Rajas. Mister Rajas. Okay. Um. What uh? What else? What else we got here, Kev? So, um, I did want to just quickly bring up a quick point that uh, a fan wrote into the show. Uh, you know, he reached out and thought this might be a good topic of conversation. Our good, good buddy of the show, Sean O'Gara, uh, reached out and said this might be kind of interesting to currently look at the undefeated teams as of now uh, compared to last year. And there are no crossovers. Um, so, last year, uh, the undefeated teams were the Seahawks, the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Steelers. Um, some pretty hot competition, and uh, one other snuck in there. Uh, the Chicago Bears started the season. Wow. 3-0, which uh, I'm sure... Oh, they... yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> I think that was when the, ga- the game Imposters or whatever came out, and they were the imposter. Uh, that's what everybody was joking about. But um, no crossover this year. Undefeated teams include the Raiders, uh, the Broncos, both big surprises there out of the AFC. Yeah, uh, no Panthers on the other side of the ball, also a big surprise. And then the Cardinals and the Rams, I'm not really surprised there. So interesting little tidbit of information. Uh, six teams, I believe, each time, uh, six or seven teams uh, undefeated, 3-0 and to start the year, uh, none of which repeated. So uh, it's anyone's game. I will say all but the Bears actually – all three teams made the playoffs last year that started undefeated. Uh, the Bears being the, again, bit of a surprise there and got spanked by the, by the Saints. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, I'm not as confident in these teams this year. Are you? Um, I'm confident in the Rams and the Cards. Okay. Yep. Easily um, agreed. The Panthers have a really stellar defense. Uh, the only issue with them is their offense, and if especially if Christian McCaffrey is still mm-hmm. getting, if he's going to be injury plagued again this season, fingers crossed he's not because he's such a fun player to watch too, um, and he's good for the brand, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I think they're posers a little bit. Um, 
I think the Broncos are – I'm not very confident in the Broncos. I think they're did, a good team. Did you see the stat uh, on their wins? No. The Broncos are 3-0. and The teams that they have played are a combined 0-9. It's the Giants, the mm-hmm. Jets, and uh, so the two New York teams. Who's the last one? It's the Jaguars. So oh, okay. arguably three of the worst teams in the NFL, so – all right, so um, let me uh, rewind. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> confident in the Broncos at all. <laughs> no, um, I think they'll be fine. They might even sneak their way into the playoffs, but I they're think not, that yeah, they they're not could... going to do anything in the playoffs if that's the case then. No, and that's kind of similar how I feel about the Panthers. They're in a very tough division with the Bucks. Uh, I don't think the Saints are god-awful. Um, so they have a tough road as well. Um, but I, if they do make it, I don't see them doing much. Um, and then the last team is the Raiders. What are your thoughts there? Uh, again, in that division with the Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs, uh, I personally think nothing of it. I, d- I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're any good, but Derek Carr is playing really well right now. He, he is. He's, yeah, you're totally right. He's playing lights out, and I love so that guy. If, I mean, if he can – I mean, the only issue with him like that is he has to play lights out all 17 yeah. weeks. And I just, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, he, I mean, if they, I could see him getting in the playoffs, squeaking in a spot. Um, but again, if they do, nothing's going to happen for them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and sadly, I think that because I really like Derek Carr. I like John Gruden. Uh, really rooting for some of those young receivers too. Uh, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, and Ryan Edwards, Darren Waller, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Great story uh, for the NFL. Um, so I, I, I root for the Raiders. I really like them. Um, but I just think that the division will prove too much to overcome. I'm not ruling out the Broncos. And the Chiefs speak for themselves. And the Chargers are also looking pretty good with the uh, young quarterback, Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just going to be a tough division. Um, yeah. But I, like I said, if Derek Carr can continue to play the way he's playing, look out. Yeah, why to, not? At least to get in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Up next, uh, we want to do a quick recap of uh, what we had as our game of the week. Um, we each Ooh. had uh, our Super Bowl representatives from the uh, excuse me NFC square off between the Rams and the Bucks. Um, I ran away with the head-to-head win in the picks. Uh, the Rams beat the Buccaneers at home. Uh, a very good game. Um, I think the Rams just were a little too much to handle uh, early on. Uh, I mean, they have no signs of weakness right now and they could be a very big problem in the NFL. Yeah, I'll tell you what, watching that game, I uh I mean I think I'm I, I honestly thought I made a mistake picking the Bucks <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. I mean uh, the Rams, man, they are a force to be reckoned with right now. They are and everything points to them winning the NFC and making their way to the Super Bowl, but uh it's really hard to count Tom Brady out in week three. Um he plays his best football in December, um, and I think that's what we'll see. Yeah, and the Bucks also just um, signed Richard Sherman. That's today. true. They did. They uh, so fixed adding... in the uh, injured secondary back there. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, but like you said, never, ever, ever count out Tom Brady. That's right. We've <laughs> learned our lesson as Steelers fans a little uh, one too many times with that. Yeah, every, every year I got my hopes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, all right, and then uh, final segment of the day is a quick little preview into what will be the most, I guess, intriguing game of the week, and that is the great return of Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick in Foxborough. Yeah, this is a a huge one. Um, 
saw today that uh, I believe Belichick refused to meet with Tom Brady. Before. I did see that. Um, so obviously uh, the feelings are still a little raw for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's um, like a breakup and, you know, and then you see uh, your ex go off and win a Super Bowl. That's like them dating a supermodel or, uh, you know, a big hunk. Yeah, a big Hollywood star or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so tough. Yeah, it's it, but I, this game I think is bigger for Belichick. Um, because okay. I mean, if he if he wins this game, he's gonna he's gonna be like, oh, it's all me, it's all me. Um, yeah, and I will say every after the after you know the split, uh, the breakup, everybody wanted to know who wins the breakup, who's gonna be better off, uh, who gets credited for six Super Bowls. Um, and Brady kind of made his case for look at me i just won one with the the first team not you that i ever played for so uh, i think bill belichick does need a little head-to-head win uh to let people know that he's still got uh some tricks up his sleeve so we'll yeah. see so i think so i think this would be a bigger win for belichick as opposed to a bigger win for brady um i think i think everyone's expecting at this point like brady like especially after the Super Bowl, but everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, I think Bra- I think it was Brady. I think it was Brady." Yep. So if he wins, that just adds to it. Um, but if Belichick wins, then you got to think. Well, maybe, maybe then the question the question can still be asked at that point. Um, oh yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I think the amount of help Brady has in Tampa Bay, weirdly enough, for going to a crap team is significantly better than what they have in New England right now. So uh, we'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But you're right. Right now it's looking like Brady. Uh, we'll see if that remains. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, but it's not going to be our game of the week. No. No, I think we both think that Tom Brady's going to handle that one. Yeah. So okay. let's, uh, let's move on in that beautiful segue there, Scotty. Uh, let's run through some picks. Um, first, we'll do a quick recap of last week. Um, I uh, went two and one. I, uh, I got my upset. The Packers went into San Fran and beat the Niners. Thank you, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But I missed my lock. I thought the Chiefs would never lose two games in a row, but I was proved wrong. Uh, so uh, shame on me. Yeah, and then uh, again, two weeks in a row, I went one and two again. I did get the Vikings upset, um, but the Patriots uh, got smacked around by Kevin's favorite, Jameis Winston and the Saints. Oh boy, famous Jameis, baby! And then on the head-to-head, someone had to lose, and the Rams got the better of the Bucks. So. Yep. So uh, you know, it's tough. You know, in that uh, in that third game, we set one of ourselves up for failure. Uh, that moves me to five and one on the season, and Scott down to two and four. Uh, for those of you keeping tracks, keeping tabs, making bets on us, uh, that is the current standings for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, long- to bounce back. Yeah, it's a long three. season. I'm 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 confident in myself. Yeah. Well, week four. Sorry, episode three. Um. Cool. All right, Scott. Start me off. You've been uh, you you got you're on the hot hand with the upset. Uh, who you got for me? Um. Okay. I'm going with the Rams over. Uh, wrong. Huh? Wrong oh, yeah. one. <laughs> okay, I'm going with the. <laughs> I'll take responsibility. I uh I I went out of order on the script there, so uh, my bad. So I'm going with the Vikings over the Browns. Oh, Vikings! That- two weeks in a row. 
Oh, yeah. And I think, well, well, why are you doing that? Kirk Cousins uh, looked pretty good last week. Um, and it's and not I, Monday night. And it's, and it's not a prime time <laughs> game. That's the, that's the big part. Um, but, yeah, I'm going um, – I think the Browns aren't going to be as dominant on defense. I mean, that was just one of the crazier defensive performances I've seen. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he can do it. Um, I'm still not sold on Baker Mayfield. That's just because I'm holding out at this point. But anything to bet against the Browns, I'm taking yeah, um, and I, I, I like the pick as well. I will make the point. The Browns do look good. I, I think I admitted last episode that I unfortunately see them as one of the top Super Bowl contenders, but the game script has very much favored um, the Browns' style of play. They've played a couple bad teams. Um, you know, the Bears uh, this past week was, you know, clearly a disaster. Um, and then the Texans the week before that uh, – you know, they've had the ability to run the ball, which is Kevin Stefanski's style. Let Nick Chubb do the work. Let Kareem Hunt do the work. Um, and Baker Mayfield, I will say, does a fine job complementing that. But uh, when you're going up against a high-powered offense like the Vikings, you're going to have some keeping up to do. Um, so not a bad pick, Scotty. Yeah, so I'm taking the Vikings plus two. Yeah, that's a good pick. I actually uh, just pulled it up here. The Vikings offense is fourth in total yards and eighth in total points so far in the season. Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think – I think the the Browns defense are going to have their hands hands full this week. Yep, I uh, I don't think it's a bad pick. All right, moving on. Uh, my upset of the week is going to be the Seattle Seahawks over the Forty ers I'm kind of uh, two weeks in a row here going against the Forty ers Um, I think they are a fine team, and they almost proved me wrong against Aaron Rodgers last week, but. I think uh, the one and two Seahawks um, are uh, – they're going to come back. Um, the 49ers played a good team last week in the, the, the Packers and ultimately got beat. Before that, you know, it wasn't anything crazy with the Eagles or the Lions. So uh, we'll see what goes on there. Uh, still very wounded at the running back position. Um, but I've got the Seahawks. I've got, uh, you know, Mr. Mi- Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Unlimited. Take- Taking care of business in uh, the Bay Area. No, I like that pick as well. Um, I think the Seahawks are poised to make a move here. Um, And like we said, we were talking about those quarterbacks that kind of have that X factor. Uh, You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you can easily put in that conversation. Dude's an animal. Um, So I think 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 he's unlimited. I think they're bound for a, a bounce back game here. So I like that pick. Cool. All right, Scotty, lock it in for me. All right, my lock. This breaks my heart, Kyler Murray. But I'm picking the Rams over the cards at four and a half points. Um, I think, I mean, as much as I like Kyler Murray, as electric as he is, and that offense is good, and that defense is playing well, the Rams, I mean, I haven't seen anything yet to convince me that they're going to lose this game. Um, Matt Stafford. Thank God he's out of Detroit. Loving him so far in uh, L.A. Um, Aaron Donald. Um, but Kyler Murray's shifty, so can Aaron Donald catch him? Probably we'll once. See. Maybe twice. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, hard to, hard to go against the Rams in any aspect right now. Uh, you know, a very, I think, safe lock on any given week, despite going up against our MVP boy, Kyler Murray. Yeah, and that, I, I, th- I still think Kyler Murray could have a good game. 
but uh, the Rams defense is really good, so he's going to have a hard time running, scrambling around back there. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was able to perform uh, admirably against them last week. There's no reason Kyler can't either, so I, uh, I think that's it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Yep. All right, and then my lock of the week. Uh, and, you know, I went back and forth on a few of these, but uh, I've got the Cowboys uh, four, four and a half points over the Carolina Panthers in Dallas. Um, and, and I think this will actually be a very good game, uh, my, what it ultimately came down to. And we kind of talked about it earlier with the undefeated teams. I'm not quite sure the Panthers are what they think they are um, or what they claim to be. They're not going to have Christian McCaffrey. Um, maybe this Chuba Hubbard guy uh, is going to be a fine replacement. But, um, you know, I think Dallas is looking like they're, they're back. Uh, I hate to say it because, you know, I hate the Cowboys. I hate their fans. But I really like that Prescott, and he looks great coming back from injury. Um, hasn't missed a beat just dismantled the Eagles uh, this Monday night. Um, and I think that they'll defend the home turf against the Panthers. Yeah, I think this could uh, be a very different game if Christian McCaffrey played. I, um, If Christian McCaffrey was playing, uh, you, I would assume you probably wouldn't have taken it as your lock. Uh, you'd be correct. And uh, <laughs> the point being is, like, not only do I think he's first or second best running back in the league, Derrick Henry would be the other uh, – point of conversation there but he's the best receiving back by a mile um and without the safety blanket of having him there i mean he catches seven or eight balls a game for like 90 yards receiving yeah and without that safety blanket i think he sam darnold who i actually i always have been a big fan of i blame adam gase and the new york jets for his struggles to start his career i actually really like sam darnold but i think it'll force him to maybe make some throws he's not fully comfortable with um and I think that ultimately would just lead to some turnovers, um, et cetera. So I think that uh, Dallas can control this game without the, uh, I guess, dynamic play of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, like going back to Sam Darnold, I was like even last year and the year before, I was saying like, I don't think he's that bad. Like, I don't think he's that bad. I think they just suck. And I, and I was kind of like maybe in the back of my mind hoping maybe maybe the Steelers could sign him as a backup to Ben. Um, boy, could we have – Maybe use that now, but uh, Sam Darnold has proven to be much better than he was at the Jets, and that's crazy. I bug eyed Adam Gates or Adam oh. Gates's fault. Yeah, just oh god, Adam Gates. Uh, but ew, betting for the Cowboys—that's disgusting. Yeah, it stinks. Um, so, so both of our locks are four and a half point spreads. Yep. So hopefully we uh, bring home the bacon. Okay, uh, on to the game of the week. Um, okay, so we're p- going with the Raiders and the Chargers. Monday night. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, at uh, SoFi Stadium, I think uh, Derek Carr, if he continues to play the way he's playing, uh, is going to light it up against the Chargers. But he has to. He has. He has to play the way he's playing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of relying on Derek Carr right now. Josh Jacobs has been hurt. Well, quite frankly, Peyton Barber played a great game last week. Uh, crushed me in fantasy football, which was annoying. But uh, regardless, uh, yeah, Derek Carr is playing out of his mind. Leads the league in passing yards right now, um, and you know, rightfully so. He's torched some pretty good defenses, and the Ravens, and the Steelers, and the Dolphins, um, all. I mean, probably top last year, they were top 10 defenses. Um, 
So we'll see. I, uh, I'm going with the Chargers this week at home. Um, and I think they're just going to ride the wave of uh, beating the Chiefs. Uh, they'll be at home, uh, coming back home to SoFi. Justin Herbert looks like he's starting to not only, I mean, play better, but he's finding his options better. Keenan Allen was the name of the game last year, you know, getting 15 catches for 150 yards every week. And Mike Williams is playing lights out right now. I mean, he's the best receiver on that team. I don't actually believe so. I still think Keenan Allen's better. But right now, he's looking like the best receiver. He can find him deep. Keenan Allen's a great safety net anywhere on the field. Austin Eckler can run the ball and receive the ball. Um, If the defense can somehow stop a passing attack from Derek Carr, um, I think the Chargers will win this game. Um, And I I think they will – Take the lead in the AFC West over the Raiders. Yeah, I think this just come basically comes down to which defense makes more bigger plays. Yeah. Um. I mean, because I, I think both, like you said earlier, I mean, the Chargers' offense is great. The Raiders' offense is playing lights out. So I think it's just going to come down to a couple big plays from one or the other defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I think this could be a spectacular games to watch yeah it will we got a good prime time one um you know i went back and forth on how i thought this game was going to go um but you're right this is gonna be a good game good head to head uh i hopefully keep my undefeated crown so yeah. far this season i, I, I need i need this one man i need I, it <laughs> i gotta keep you down um uh, yeah so uh if history repeats itself don't uh don't listen to any of my picks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think no. more more importantly, what needs to be said is you, know, you gotta you gotta back me up here. You know, you yeah. follow me into greatness. Yeah, well, five and one on the year, folks. All right. Um. So that uh, that concludes our third episode. Three for three on the year. Woohoo! All right. Yep. I uh, hope. I mean, we're gonna continue this streak, no doubt in my mind. Um. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Kevin, any, any final thoughts? Just God help the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's, that's my final thought. Yeah. Pray, pray for the, pray for us. <laughs> pray for the Steelers. If, if you hate the Steelers, just keep your mouth fucking shut. Yeah. Just save it. All right. Yeah. Please. All right. All right. Well, all right. thanks for tuning in folks. Uh, we will be back with you with you next week as always. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.